The ones that are gazing, the ones that are adoring are the ones that are being lit up like the light that the Lord is desiring to release across the earth. The light of the world is the answer to the world. And the Lord says, you are the light of the world because he, the light of the world, lives in you and he is waiting for you to reflect what you're beholding. And if you are beholding all the drama, you're going to reflect the drama. You're going to have a a drama paradigm. But if you are beholding him, in Isaiah, it says, in the year King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord. And I believe as we come afresh to the Lord, there's a grace to surrender afresh, to remember that as we've been conditioned over these last few years to keep our eyes glued to the news and what's happening, the Lord's saying it's time to surrender afresh. It's time to surrender afresh things that have become idols in our life. It's time to surrender afresh our ambitions, our fears, our worries. And as we lay them down, as these things die, the Lord says, you're going to see the Lord in a glory like we haven't seen before, that there's a manifestation of his glory that is, is coming upon the church. Arise and shine for the glory of the Lord is risen upon you. This glory that the Lord wants to release is for the world to see, the light for the world to see. Hallelujah. He is glorious. Well, I've been, for those of you um, who've heard me share these visions before, uh, I apologize, but I believe the Lord wants to remind us and just reinforce his heart desire for us as prophets. And you'll see there's a, a painting up here of a, a wave covered in the, the gold leaf Emily painted. But this wave of glory is a constant theme that seems to be coming through both nationally and internationally. And when I was recently uh, in November in Dallas, I felt I had a, a series of revival dreams. And in the, the first dream, as I was um, looking in my dream, I had this clear sense that there was a tsunami of his glory coming, that there was a huge tsunami wave coming. And I went out to my car and I got my clothes out of the car. The car was in a parking lot. And I went and got my clothes because I didn't want my clothes to get wet in this tsunami. It's a dream, whatever. But I wanted to get my clothes. So I brought all the clothes in inside. And then we were all gathered in this high-rise building. And we were watching the shorefront, waiting for this tsunami. And there was a surge. And someone said, is that it? And I said, oh, no, this is more. there's much more coming. And then there was another surge. And someone else said, is that it? I said, no, no. And before I could even get the words out of my mouth, suddenly the tsunami hit. And it was so tall. It was so high. It was stories high, bigger than any of us could ever have imagined. And uh, the cars in the parking lot were all swept out to sea. Then in the, the next scene, 
Aaron. Aaron's our senior associate here. We were all in the car together, and Aaron was driving through these flooded roads, like ridiculously flooded roads. Everyone in Australia knows don't drive through flooded roads. And I was like being, you know, mum, I'm saying, Aaron, this is dangerous. And Aaron was just like, this is glorious, this is fun. And driving through these flooded roads. And we got to Aaron's house, and Aaron said, would you like a drink? I've made mead. And all I knew about mead was from what I'd seen, I think, in um, Robin Hood movies where Friar Tuck would make mead. And I thought, mead must taste like beer. I don't like beer. And I said in my dream, no, I don't like mead. Give me something else. And it was like Aaron didn't even hear me. He just said, I made mead. And the dream ended. I heard the Lord say, for this coming move, you're going to need to change your tastes. Mead is made from fermented honey. And it's actually a very sweet wine. But I assumed I didn't like it. I hadn't tasted it, but I thought I knew what it was going to be like. And I believe this coming move of the Holy Spirit, we need to be very careful not to assume that we know what it is and decide before we even taste it that we don't like it. God doesn't want anyone to miss out. And the Lord needs the leaders, the fivefold ministry, to be helping the saints recognize. We had, uh, Fergus was praying for the spirit of discernment. We know discernment's not just about recognizing demons, it's about discerning what is the Lord so that we can partake and not reject what the Holy Spirit is doing. We need to be careful not to say, oh, I don't like mead. We have to be careful to surrender our preferences and say, Lord, come and have your way, whatever it looks like. Hallelujah. And I believe Aaron, you know, God bless Aaron, though, is representing the priesthood of all believers. And he's, he's saying that God is releasing a grace to make honey. Megan um, had a word for me, Megan Williamson, at the Queensland Prophetic Council about honey. And she prophesied and she said, I, I see you like a cactus. And I thought, well, that's not very flattering. <laughs> cactus, though, are plants that thrive in the wilderness and they're full of water. And uh, she said, when there was wind that started to come against you, ad adverse winds uh, from within the body of Christ coming against you, you, were, you could open your mouth and a, a swarm of bees would come out and completely dismantle whatever was coming against you. But in the dream, she said, I saw you hear the Lord say, hold the bees and keep your mouth full of these bees. Don't just let it out. Who knows, occasionally you want to let the bees out. Occasionally I know that if I, I, I really could, I really could dismantle that argument. Anybody else sometimes have a struggle with the bees inside their mouth? Just really want to let the bees out. But he was saying, hold the bees. And if you hold the bees, 
The bees will create a hive and they'll make honey. And then when the Lord gives the word, you'll open your mouth and the honey will bring healing to the wind. I believe that the Lord is looking in this season not to bring a move that would be a boutique move that only a few uh, awake and aware ones would have. But the Lord wants even those that are in opposition to receive the healing so that they too can partake of this next wave of the Spirit. Hallelujah. And, you know, even this whole theme of honey, the Lord says there's a new operating system. There's a new way of doing things in this new season of harvest and glory and multiplication and divine acceleration. These are all the words that the prophets are hearing in concert together. In this time, it's going to take more than just a few gifted ministers. It's going to take everybody in the hive doing their part and then I will release the healing honey. Proverbs says that gracious words are like honey, sweet to the soul, healing to the bones, the very structure. Hallelujah. And I believe that there is an anointing and a grace for people to shift their eyes from the mindset of, oh, I can't, I'm just, I'm this, I'm that, and actually die to their preconceived ideas of who they, are, who they think they are and see the Lord. For the Lord says, as he is, so are we in this world. And he's waiting for everyone to do their part. He's, there's an anointing released to activate the saints. Fergus was releasing, and many others were releasing words about the activation of the saints. The same thing was being released uh, in the global council. There's a supernatural day of the saints as the saints are rising up and recognizing as they are being equipped through the fivefold, equipped to do the work of the ministry. The Lord is not only releasing permission, he's releasing grace and activation to do the work of the ministry. Hallelujah. Which is, which is really exciting. Anyway, so this theme of honey has been um, con- constant. And I came home and Alan, where are you, Alan? Alan's a beekeeper. God bless Alan, wherever he is. And um, he'd, he'd given, sent over a little bottle, tiny, a little bottle of native honey made by the native Australian bees. But this honey is not something you can just go to Woolies and buy. It's, it's very expensive and very hard to find because native bees only create a kilo of honey a year. But the uniqueness of this honey is that it, the honey is made in a hive that's very different to regular honeybees. Normal honey is made in a hive of wax and propolis. But the Australian honey from the Australian native bees, not just the, the honey bees, but the Australian native bees, tiny little bees, is made of pure propolis. And propolis, it's, it's a unique hive. It looks completely different to other hives. This propolis has the, all the special medicinal properties. And actually, this, this honey, they tell us, is, is so potent medicinally that it's even higher than the, the best manuka honey that you can buy. 
And I believe that the Lord is releasing to us revelation that there's honey in the Australian hive that is going to bring healing that is on an unprecedented level, that's beyond what we've come to expect, that there's not going to have mixture, but is going to be purely powerfully healing, healing to the soul, healing to the bones, physically, emotionally, spiritually, that there's supernatural healing that God wants to release through us which is why we have to be very careful with our words because we've been anointed to bring healing. Hallelujah. And uh, we've been anointed to bless those that curse us so that we don't make enemies as much as we uh, humble ourselves and long and pray for those to come in and experience the glory with us. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Anyway, then the next dream that I had... I saw the army of God, and it was so vast. You couldn't see from one end to the other. Uh, like a swarm of bees, just huge, but, but innumerable. And lined up in front of the army were all these prophets. And the prophets had in their hands stones, like David had when he went up against Goliath. And some of the prophets were hurling the stones at the army. And they were trying to motivate them to move, saying, Come on, you lazy lot. Don't you realize we've got to do this? You backslidden, pathetic. Wake up, you stupid people. Wake up. Can't you see? And they were hurling these stones at the, prof- at the army, trying to get them to move. But nothing was happening. Some of the prophets took their stones, and they started hurling them at the Goliaths, the, the, uh, the giants that were standing in front of the army, intimidating them, holding the land. And as the prophets began to release their stones against these giants, the giants began to fall. And as soon as they began to fall, suddenly the army began to swarm forward. And I woke up and I heard the Lord say, Don't insult the army, but inspire them. That the Lord's calling the prophets not to be those that would bring insult, but that would bring inspiration. Because the mobilization of the saints is going to happen as we point the way forward, not uh, hurl stones at them for not being where they're supposed to be. Hallelujah. And as I saw this, I felt the Lord really speaking about the importance of the unity that he wants to release. We know this, we hear this, but Isaiah 58, I think is really powerful for us right now. Verse 9, it says here, Then if you will call, the Lord will answer. You will cry and he will say, Here I am. If you remove the yoke from your midst, the pointing of the finger and speaking wickedness, he goes on and begins to to talk about what he will do, the healing that he wants to bring and the power and the glory that he wants to, to release. Verse 14, then you will take delight in the Lord and I will make you ride on the heights of the earth and I will feed you with the heritage of Jacob, your father, for the mouth of the Lord has spoken. I believe as we put away the pointing of the finger, as we are careful in this season of divine acceleration with our words, not to be pointing the finger, not to be judging, not to be criticizing, the Lord's releasing a honey, a grace of unity where the commanded blessing is going to flow. 
and I believe the Holy Spirit is longing uh, for us as the body of Christ to come together and to look to him and receive grace so that we can give it away. To receive the love of God, to let him love us to the point that every trace of fear and condemnation, every sense of inadequacy, every sense of fear that we are somehow disqualified, every sense of intimidation is is washed away by the daily communing with the Lord, receiving of his love. And as we learn how to receive his love, the Lord wants us to release it and to give it away, to put away the pointing of the finger. I had a dream um, two nights ago, and in the dream, uh, I was introduced to this new baby. Praise the Lord. I am having a few baby dreams because I've just had my first grandchild. Hallelujah. And he's very beautiful. But in this dream, a baby girl was brought in, and I was like, wow. And I looked at this baby girl, and... um, But she had this really thick, full head of hair. And as I looked at her, she opened her mouth and she had teeth. She's not normal for a newborn. And then I was talking and saying something. And she spoke. And I woke up and went, that was an unusual dream. But as I began to think about it, I felt the Lord say that there's a divine acceleration happening, a supernatural maturity that's happening at a faster pace than we are expecting. And we've been hearing the prophets corporately many, many words about supernatural acceleration. I believe as we recognize this divine acceleration, there's several things that we need to be aware of. We need to be careful that we don't get offended about those that begin to move into the things that we've been longing to see before us because the grace of God, the faith of God is coming upon us, is coming upon the people of God and they're going to do great exploits. People that we might look at and think, well, you know, they don't even seem sanctified. <laughs> you know, they're, they're, they're still, we thought they were so immature, you know, and they're doing, God giving them power to see the blind see and their limbs grow out and and we've got to be very careful not to be offended at the divine acceleration that's happening but as this divine acceleration happens that's why we have to be very careful to be connected within the body within the fivefold we need the pastors to help the prophets we need uh, to be pastoring them we need all of the fivefold working together so that we can recognize what the lord's doing and pastor this divine season of growth and acceleration But in this season of acceleration, we also have to be very careful what we sow. Because whatever we sow will grow. And it will grow very quickly. Hallelujah. And this supernatural acceleration (laughs) we we as we are being sped up need to be wise and careful. 
the fear of the Lord coming upon us. We're seeing such an increase in supernatural signs and wonders, creative miracles, amazing things. And, and we rejoice in the supernatural growth. We rejoice in the souls. We rejoice and we say, yes, Lord, more. But if you are sowing criticism, that'll grow too. And you don't want that. If you're sowing judgment, that will grow too. Whatever you sow will grow. And the Lord is looking for us to be very careful to repent of whatever might be going on that we don't want growing in our world. Hallelujah. He wants us to remember and surrender. That is, remember our first love. Remember the call, the purity, the call to the... the the innocence and the awe and the wonder and the call of God. God is wanting you to remember it, but he's also wanting you to surrender. Hallelujah. And be very careful to recognize, God, I need to surrender and say, yes, Lord, have your way. Have your way. Have mercy on me. Lord, I repent for where I've had exalted my opinion. I, I repent, Lord God, for where I've judged. Hallelujah. And as we partner with the Lord and, and be sensitive to the moving of his spirit, the Lord's going to create room in your heart for the wine of heaven to be released. Hallelujah. This new wine is going to taste different. It's going to look different. But this different is good. Hallelujah. And this different is glorious. And this different is going to release healing. So this stretching, this expanding, this enlarging, this acceleration also requires a new level of obedience. Now, when you're learning to drive, it doesn't matter so much if you break a road rule in the back streets, but if you make an illegal lane change going at 110 on the freeway, you could cause some real damage, not only to yourself, but to everyone around you. I believe in this time of supernatural acceleration, quick obedience to the voice of God is going to become more and more important, that we learn to quickly move quickly listen. What are you saying? What are you doing? Hallelujah. Because the Lord will bless it. The Lord will help you. He'll lead you. He'll guide you. I remember years ago uh, when my kids were little, I was driving to go and pick up my children from my mother-in-law's house. And I heard the Lord speak and say, I want you to go and pray for this woman. And I thought to myself, okay, yep, I'll do that after I get the kids. And I just kept driving for a moment and I heard the Lord speak so clearly and say, whatever you do above, choose to do above obeying my voice is idolatry. I thought, oh God, that's a bit heavy. So I turned the car around, I went home and um, I put some worship on and and it took me about a, a song to get my, my attitude sorted. And I heard the Lord say, I want you to go and pray for this woman. And so I got on the phone. I tried to call her, and she wasn't answering. So I got in the car. I went round to her house. And as I got there, she wasn't there. And the neighbor told me an ambulance came earlier and has taken her to the hospital. So I went to the emergency room, 
And I, I went in, something I couldn't have done if I'd picked up my toddlers. God knows better than we do. And as I walked in, this woman burst into tears and said, I was praying that someone would come. You know, there's so many times when the Lord is waiting to do something glorious and we have decided our way is better or I'll do that, I'll do that later. Or, but I hear in this season of acceleration, the Lord is looking for prompt and quick obedience. That if you feel a call to pray, pull aside because there's an invitation, there's an outpouring. Hallelujah. Many times, I remember once having a dinner party and I felt this urgency to pray. I actually, I I had to tell my, my guests, I'm sorry, I have to go and pray now. And as I did, I had this open vision of a situation where Tom was overseas in Germany. I saw the street. I saw, uh, physically I was taken into a vision and I prayed. The next day when I spoke to him, he said, yes, right at that moment we were in a really dangerous situation. Other times I've pulled over onto the side of the road as I felt this urgency to suddenly pray and the Lord's given a vision about a a situation someone was in that I'd find out later was right at that moment they needed prayer right then hallelujah and I believe the Lord is wanting us to remember and surrender not to be too busy to be about the Lord's business Jesus was a very busy man as he walked the earth But he was always aware and alert to the God opportunities. And he said, I only do what I see the Father doing. He was ready to be moved at any moment. We woke up the other day to this crazy screeching outside our bedroom. As Tom and I got up and had a look, we saw this owl sitting right in the window in the tree outside. And all these little birds were screeching and mobbing this owl. Well, the owl just sat there, maybe opened one eye, closed his eye again. And he's been there every day for a whole month. And every single day, probably twice a day, these birds all get around and screech, 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 mobbing him, trying to intimidate him. And he pays them no attention whatsoever. You know, I felt the Lord speak to me and say, don't give your attention to the enemy's taunts and his attempts to try to distract you, to intimidate you. But instead, you can be like Jesus who rested and slept in the middle of the storm. That you can remember, God is for me. Who can be against me? Wisdom, like the owl, is that you would look to him and not give your attention to the alarms and the screeching of those things that are sent simply to discourage you. He's the God of peace and nobody can take that away from you. Is this content helping you? Well, we want to help people all over the world and it's thanks to our monthly partners that we're able to do that. I'd love to invite you to become a monthly partner with KRM today. We love to connect with our monthly partners every month on Zoom as we pray together, we prophesy, and I share what the Holy Spirit is saying to me that month. And it's so beautiful as we get the opportunity to interact and have question and answer time. I'd love to invite you to become a monthly partner with me and help us 
take the gospel all over the world. Join us today and get involved in our monthly partner mentoring Zooms.